birth of the baby and the birth of momentum. The, oh she my didn't gosh. even know that it was twins. She is the mother. It's like like game I don't even watch Game, game of, Thrones. of Thrones. Like I don't know what the mother of dragons really is, but like she is the mother of momentum. Of momentum. She is the mother of Vale and she is the grandmother of Oliver. So yeah. season two and welcome back listeners who are with us for season season one we took a little hiatus uh cadence and kale is a 30 minute podcast where vale and i invite you into the going onings in our daily lives we always start the podcast with a 10 word intro of who we are today right now so this is vale um and today i'm energized from a run and i'm ready Mm. Well, I'm glad that you have some good energy. Um, this is Diane. I'm feeling slow today. A mix of distraction and fatigue. Oh. Yeah. We're like opposites today. I know. And it's really funny. The distraction is really funny because what normally distracts me is my phone. But oh. I lost my phone yesterday, you guys. I dropped it in the pool. It's at the iPhone doctor now. We had We had a... This is the first time that this is a re-record of our podcast. So we tr- we had our first try um, yesterday at this fabulous pool in Mexico City at Hotel Carlota. And we had so many great things happen, but one of two things happened that were kind of, you know, would maybe get us moving slow and distracted mm-hmm. is phone, bottom of the pool, and then our podcast um, just had too much background noise. So we're coming to you again. We're excited. Mm-hmm. And then maybe just like the, you know, lessons learned sometimes, you know. And this was the podcast that you were meant to listen to. You were not meant to listen to the one that we recorded that yesterday. We recorded yesterday. You're right. So yesterday we talked about momentum. Momentum is a agenda planner notebook that Vale and I created, co-created last year. Um, We have round one out right now with some piloters and a few people who have bought it, and we will release round two of Momentum in July of this year. We're going to talk about it today. Mm -hmm. And as always, we'll rock paper scissors to see who goes first. I'm going to change it up because I always do paper. She's going to say that, and then she's going to do just paper. I'm not. I did paper! And I won. I know. (laughs) I'm sorry. I always do paper. I don't even know if I know how to do another anything. Okay, well, I will know for next time. Yeah. Okay. So, um... Our podcasts aren't scripted. Uh, We create questions and then we ask each other the questions. So the answers that you hear are raw and they're real. The only thing that is scripted would be the questions themselves. Okay. So Vale and I wrote about momentum on the blog, which you can find at cadenceandkale.com. And the questions that we create are in response to what's written on the blog. And Vail talks about how at the beginning of creation, when we were working on momentum, we had these little pieces of paper. Like, I don't even think we had scissors. I think we probably ripped a piece of paper into several pieces. Mm -hmm. And we just wrote 
um, words on these pieces that we thought might be part of what momentum was going to become. And maybe there was 20 to start or 16, but we narrowed it down to 12. And Vale writes about us moving around those pieces of paper. Um, so the question is, when we were moving those 12 pieces of paper around, your mom was there. Mm -hmm. She was there with us. She was. She was our little spirit guide. Did you feel like your mom had any influence on what happened that day? Oh, so, wow. That's an interesting question. Yeah, I changed it from yesterday's. I'm glad. Um, you know, I would want to say no, but there is something about... When you are around people you love, and it doesn't have to be your parents, but around people that you love, there's a little bit of a shift, I think, sometimes where you're wanting them to maybe be impressed with what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So maybe I would have, I don't know. I don't know what would have been different, um, but I can imagine that I probably was a lot less vulgar. <laughs> When talking about like and more serious and down to to business, you know, kind of wanting to, I mean, it was exciting to be able to share um, what we were doing with her, and it was great to have her input because we did have her input at that initial phase, like you know, where do you think this should go, you know, and and then she would give us um, a little bit of feedback, but. Being kind of a daughter and a people pleaser, I'm sure that I probably, um, I don't know. I guess short answer is I was probably much less vulgar and more serious than I probably would have been had she not been there. Yeah, it's hilarious. That is not what I expected to hear. Really? Yeah. What did you expect well, to hear? Well, no, I just thought that you would say like, yeah, you know, because your mom, we, your mom chimed in on a few things. Like, do you remember the conversation that we had with dancing with your ego? We couldn't find a name for that. Uh-huh. And I feel like she was, she gave her suggestions and. No, I mean, I'm so glad that she was there because I, yeah. like, like I said, I felt like the question was, how would it have been different? Yeah. Um, so I guess I was thinking about how I would have been mm -hmm. different. But maybe your oh, your question was bigger than that. Like, how is the program different? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't even know. It just, yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking, like, how how is I different in that creation process? Having that figure there was yeah. kind of how I heard the question. Yeah. Um, but I like to think that, like, there's a little bit of her of course in it, is. which is kind of special. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And shout out to my mom. That was, um, was it after Oliver was born or before? I want to say it was July yeah. of last year. Yeah. Like, so my mom just, like, came, she was came and the birth. supported my life and my breath for the like birth of the baby and the birth of momentum. The, oh she my didn't gosh. even know that it was twins. She is the mother. It's like like game I don't even watch Game, game of, Thrones. of Thrones. Like I don't know what the mother of dragons really is, but like she is the mother of momentum. Of momentum. She is the mother of Vale and she is the grandmother of Oliver. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Great question. Thanks. Great answer. Okay. Um we both wrote about losing momentum. What advice would you give to someone who's stuck and has lost their momentum? Hmm. I've lost my momentum, Diane. What should I do? The advice that I would give to them 
would be to sit with that for some time, see what it feels like. Um, what is it that they don't like about that feeling? Maybe flip those feelings on their heads. So when I feel, yes, when I feel like I've lost momentum, I feel a lack of motivation. I feel stuck. I feel a lack of focus. I feel paralyzed. And then from those, maybe I'd, you know, flip them on their head. Paralyzed, what do I want to feel? I want to feel invigorated. And then maybe we'd do some coaching in how to, okay, so what does invigoration look like in your life? Mm-hmm. So what do, you, what do you need to do rather than the do nothing? Which sometimes is what people do when they get stuck. They just get paralyzed, right? Mm-hmm. So there's no, there's no forward motion. There's not even that one step ahead of the other. And we'd maybe brainstorm. Okay, what are some things that bring you invigoration? And, you know, I, I often, and I do believe um, in the, how the saying goes, like, if you want to feel loved, love somebody. Like, that's a, that's a solution to the feeling of lack. So I would brainstorm with them and help them invite those feelings back. Mm-hmm. Do you think that when... If, if they are inviting those feelings back, that when they get in motion again, because um, hopefully they will, that it will be the same or different than... Well, they're going to pivot. They're going to change yeah. trajectory. It's yeah. not... I think that sometimes when you lose momentum, it's because you lost the gusto for where you were going. Yeah. And it's like, eh, you know. Yeah. But sometimes you just need to pivot. Mm-hmm. I like what I'm doing, but maybe we need to take it in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Or I like the initial feeling of this idea or this project or this um, challenge that I was participating in. And maybe I just need to change the way that I'm going to get there and change it, take a different path. Mm-hmm. So much goodness in that response. Like, A, we're all there. We're all there, paralyzed at some point. You yeah. know, we're all stuck. Um, and then finding, like, how you want to feel and then knowing that you might have to shift a bit to feel that way. Absolutely. Uh-huh. So, so I mean, good. life is just one of those, like, slidey puzzles, right? Uh-huh. And and then it just, you, un, you it comes like- out of... Rubik's cube. Like I'm, I'm watching her do a slidey puzzle, <laughs> and I don't know if I was listening to it. I would know what a slidey puzzle is, but like a Rubik's cube, where you're like constantly shifting, trying to get all the yellows right lined up. You know. But then, what do you do when it's all together? You mess it up again because that yeah. would be boring if then it were then life were just the Rubik's cube, and you're like, okay, it's all done. Uh huh. I'm no, done. Yeah. Then you that's take it apart momentum. Again. You're exactly. always moving. Yeah. Something. You got to start over again. Yeah, and and momentum doesn't always mean forward motion. I mean, it can be a lateral step and mm-hmm. a step back. And I think sometimes the step back. Yeah, I was talking with a friend the other day, and this is I feel like a Dianism, or maybe somebody else quoted it, but and this isn't a step back, but like you know, just that whole idea that sometimes you have to go slow to go fast. That is a Dianism. Yeah, that was my. See, I knew it was a 2018 February mantra. 
after surgery. Let's go slow to go fast. Like ease back in. Well, and that's when I thought about it. And maybe that's when you shared it with me. Yeah. Because Diane and I have the same titanium disc in our necks. Yeah. It actually, the go slow to go fast though actually came because I've watched Cars 1 about 55,000 times. And there's a part in it where Ryan McQueen has to turn left and he keeps skidding out and he can't make the left hand turn because it's on dirt. And Doc Hudson coaches him and he says, in order to go left, you got to turn right. And Ryo's like, turn right to go left. What is What kind of advice is that? And he's like doing this hard work at night and he's like, go right to go left. He's like, how stupid is that? And so, yes, go slow to go fast is, is a knockoff of that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And left and right is a pivot. It is. Hmm. It is. Who knew cars has so much goodness? goodness. Oh, it really does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can pretty much recite the entire movie for you now. Um, okay, my second question was actually had to do with um, momentum, losing momentum as well. So I'm going to hop to question number three. Um, you mentioned that you shut down when, actually you wrote in yours when I couldn't meet my goal, but really it was a, it was a team goal. So when we couldn't meet our goal, you felt like you kind of shut down. Um, how does shutting down sometimes help move you forward? Yeah. Um, and, and. I think that um, I've had several different experiences with the, the shutdown, but I think that um, the way that shutting down helps me move forward is like when you shut down, there is like a moment of rest where maybe you can reflect and think and reassess. Um, so I do think that sometimes the shutting down or slowing down I wouldn't say that we completely shut down, but we certainly slowed down. And I think at that speed, I was able to kind of reflect on, is this something that's worth picking up the speed on and getting back into it or not? Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes when you shut down, you've shut down for a reason and you should maybe let something go. Um, but I think that if it gives you the space to kind of reevaluate Um, And then I think from there also, for me at least, I'm trying to, when I get to that space, feel like how can I open up what my initial thoughts or expectations of what this was going to be like and maybe not pivot, but just almost make more space. Mm -hmm. Um, So slowing down, reassessing and thinking, is there anything else here that I was missing Um, can I readjust the timeline? I, what I wrote about was like, we had this deadline that we were going to finish it by December, who knows what, or something. And being a type A and I was like, I knew we weren't going to make this deadline, you know? And that really kind of really shook me, you know? And the point is we made the deadline. It wasn't like we work for somebody else Mm -hmm. and like they made the deadline and if we weren't going to, you know... It's almost like going back to school and you're like, I, I have this recurring dream that I like didn't study for the final exam. Oh, I have that one too. I, a lot of people have this dream. Yeah, and I didn't even know I had the exam. I'm just no, I know. Out. I know. And that's kind of how I felt. I felt like in that scenario, 
But then the great thing was, it's like I got to wake up from the dream because we made the deadline so we could shift the deadline. Right. You know, and so just opening up, like, it didn't have to be done that day. Like, it could still be finished. And believe us, it's in our hot little hands right now. (laughs) And it was worth it. And it got done. Um, So, a little bit on stuckness for me. So. Yeah, I read a quote the other day. I think it was yesterday, actually, that was um, where you were saying that sometimes when you stop, you need to assess, is this something that I'm still fired up about? And if it's not a hell yeah, then maybe it's a no. But the quote was, stop watering dead plants. Yeah. And I was like, I like that. Yeah. And so I think that's a thing. I think sometimes when you get stuck, you've got stuck for a reason. And I think sometimes when you get stuck, and that's why it's good to assess, you're not stuck for a good reason. So. No. You have to. I was not. I was, even when we weren't going to make the deadline, I was like, I don't care. We are, this is going to happen. Well, and I write this in the post. It is published and in our hands because Diane was it was a hell yeah for you. Yeah. And it so really was. Uh-huh. I was like, and I could there... feel that. And I was like, okay, this is getting done whether I am on board or not. So I better get off my, see, I'm going to be vulgar. Get off my ass <laughs> and get going with this. And you know, yeah. Make yeah, sure that was, we do it. It was definitely a hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. All right. So you mentioned in your um, writing about momentum that being out of practice is a reason that we sometimes lose our momentum. So can you talk about a time that like you felt like you were out of practice on something um, and then like you just kind of like got back on the horse and rode it and that was, I don't know, kind of like hoping for a positive yes. story about this. I am a master at getting out of practice. I don't know if you've seen how many how many times I've posted on runs that I've done that say, starting again. So since I've moved to Mexico, I've had two children and three surgeries. So every time I have had a surgery, I've had to take a certain amount of time off. Um, and of course, after and during pregnancies, I've had to take time off. So I feel like I'm constantly... Um, losing momentum in training. So now I'm speaking directly about, specifically about training. Um, And then having to start back up again. And the more you do it, the better you get at believing that, well, you know, there's a lot of people that are, that, you know, stop running for six months and they're like, oh no, I'm not going to, I've already lost all of my fitness. No, you have not lost all of your fitness. Your muscle memory is amazing. And, you know, you gain your fitness back as quickly as you lose it, right? For the most part. Um, But, yeah, it's always interesting to start back up again. And it's also great because there's, then it's, you've got so much space to move into. Whereas when you're at, for example, when I'm at the top of my fitness game, I don't know if I've ever been there, but when I feel like I've been at the top of my fitness game, making gains is really difficult, Whereas if you're starting up again, you've got a lot of room to grow, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Water those plants, those steps, those, you know, 
fast heartbeats. Yeah, and have you ever regretted taking something on that you were out of practice on and like... No, mm -hmm. never. I mean, I picked up my guitar this year and at Christmas time learned how to play Silent Night. Did I send it to you? Oh, yeah, you did. I, I even sang it. Yeah, and like I'm out of practice, but I was like, oh, there's a there's a guitar lesson app. I'm going to learn how to play a song. Mm -hmm. So no, mm -hmm. no, I've never regretted that. Mm -hmm. No. Cool. Yeah. Okay, question number three slash four. We've started to pilot momentum with six incredible people. We've met with them twice via Zoom. Um, so, Vale, mm -hmm. what has been your greatest takeaway from this experience or from any one of our pilot six? Um, I, I mean, it, the conversation, I think one of the things I'll say about, um, at least, I don't want to speak for both of us, but one of the reasons that I felt like that I really wanted to create momentum, the book program agenda, um, and, um, I, why I'm engaged in it and wanting to do it is I think that, um, it makes you be just intentional, a little bit more intentional, uh, intentional about how you're moving through life. And so then when I'm on those calls with these women who are also being so intentional about their day-by-day -day journeys, it's like, I can't say one specific thing, but it's like little nuggets from each one. And so it's not about... Diane and I having all the knowledge and imparting it, it's about going on this journey together and moving together and learning together. So I always feel like we're kind of leading the call per se, but I'm learning so much from the other participants' journeys as well. Um, I don't know. I can think of like um, Penny saying to me like, you know, just observe that. Don't, don't you know, fixate on that I was saying, oh, I can't believe this wasn't on my list or, you know, and it was like, oh yeah, okay. You know, so it's just like these little, um, nuggets that you get when you are sharing with someone else who's being intentional and being really thoughtful about, um, whatever you're trying on. Um, and so I guess overall, it's just been so wonderful to like, be in a role where you're a guide and a learner at the same time. And yeah, the conversation conversations are just um, invigorating. Awesome. Yeah, I think it's important to note too that, you know, while Vale and I wrote the content, it, it's landing in us very differently than when we wrote it. I mean, we had a certain idea of what it would be, but now doing the work ourselves, it's very different for me at least mm -hmm. than what I envisioned. Oh, yeah. And and then it's very different for the, our six piloters as well, how they're even reading what we wrote. It's not like they're misunderstanding. It's just landing differently in them based on their life experience, which is so valuable to then learn from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting that even that experience of like, you know, how many times have you composed an email and been like, 
it was so clear what you said in the email and they read it and they were like, yeah. responded in a weird way. And you're like, what? You know? Yeah. So it's just interesting. Or the text or the, It's yeah. just interesting. Like, and something just to be, be thoughtful about is like, how do your words land with others and, and how can you learn from somebody else's perspective on, on what you are sending out there? Yeah. Okay, um, Diane, in your writing, you say your favorite place in the world is sweating on your bike, which it's like visuals. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess the point, the question would be, you're on your bike, you're sweating, which is your favorite place, place in the world. world, but on top of that, where is your favorite place in the world? Like, where would you want to be? Like, what would be an amazing, you're on your bike, you're sweating. So that's, you're already in your favorite place, but then like, there's literally, yes. Okay. Um, I would be, Oh, thank you for asking. Cause I, I'm in the midst of like, um, creating and I want to visualize and I want to calendar my dream life. So I would be riding out from my home, so mm-hmm. I would not have had to drive anywhere to get to this place. It would be out of my own driveway, um, and I'd be with Ricky, and we would be riding um, on a crisp May spring day from our home, somewhere where there's rolling hills and one really big hill at the turnaround, at a, like a super climb. Mm. And then we'd turn around after the climb and get to come down the hill. And I'm I'm actually what I'm envisioning right now is very close to where my sister lives. My sister lives in Meaford, Ontario, and she, there are some really nice bike rides. There's like fields of hay, well, what the things that are in fields of hay and flowers and cows and there's a lot of farm land around where she lives and it's quite like there's the rolling hills Mm -hmm. where you can see the street, you know, the perspective of the street. It kind of goes from wide to narrow. Um, So yeah, it would be in Canada where there's lots of space. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. I hope to be on a bike ride with you there. Yeah, me too. At some point. You will be. Don't help. Yeah. Yeah, I'll let you know. No, for sure. Maybe sooner than later, too. Mm. Uh-huh. Okay. Question number five. Bail. You made a split-second decision about letting something go this month. Was it this month or last month? It was last month. Last, last month, month was uh, the chapter was called The Fuel of Life, and it was about energy that we take on and energy that we emit more or less, energy that we let out or let go of, depending on how you read the chapter. Um, You made a split-second decision about letting something go. Any regrets? Not one. Not one, but I think that when you let something go, there's a lot um, that goes into it. Um, I think one of the things that, um, that was challenging for me about the decision was that, like, I was going to let think something go that was connected to people that I like and care about. And I felt like maybe I would let some people down. Um, I will talk at length 
more about it when it's official because it's not yet. But, um, but you know, I think whenever you make big decisions in life, you um, think, I hope that I'm making this right decision for my family. Um, I hope that my partner, my family, the people I'm connected to um, understand, even if they don't support. But um, because it was the right decision, um, anyone that I've shared that with has been like, hell yeah. Yeah. You know, so back to the original answer is like not one second of a regret. Um, and just really excited about if I've got more time, um, where I can put that in a place where I feel like it's more meaningful. Super. So, okay. Um, last question for Diane. I just would like you to describe, and you kind of did already in the intro of the, the, um, podcast, but I want you to describe to our listeners what momentum is to you. The book that is sitting in front of you right now. What is it for you? It's, um, momentum for me is kind of like my life guide. Okay, so it's it's an agenda, which is really important for me to, um, as you just mentioned, be intentional about what I'm doing and to keep track of certain things. And I've, I've started, so it's a bullet journal. So the agenda is not pre-scripted for any of the readers, but we kind of create our own template. And I like that in my template now, I've morphed my water intake from the body of my template, it's actually in my, it's up here now in my, mm. where I write the, the, um, the day and the date. And there's a little water droplet for me to keep track of my water intake. Um, actually it's that, it's actually to keep track of whether I start my day with lemon water. It's not, did I drink enough water today? It's, did you start your day with lemon water? Um, and then there's content in it. So every month there's, a module with four weeks of content and it, it basically, um, focuses me on, it gets me off the hamster wheel. Mm-hmm. So yesterday when we recorded, I said, you know, I, I, I too start my life. I wake up, I get Cammy ready. I get her lunch. I get on the hamster wheel right away and give me five minutes of reading the content of the month. And I'm immediately off the hamster wheel and into my life. Mm-hmm. You know, and that is such a creative space to be in. I don't think that, well, I don't want to speak on behalf of anybody, but in my, like I spend way too much time in somebody else's life and working for someone else and answering for someone else and caring for other people and their children and, and not enough time in my own life. Mm-hmm. So this gets me back to my own life, which is like so nice. <laughs> No, and it's interesting because I did on podcast number version number one. I asked her how she rem- remembers. What's the Gretchen Rubin quote? The years are short, but the days are long. Yeah. So I asked her how she remembers to make those days long. Um, and I have my own things, but like I love that she just kind of connected that to like, as soon as she sees this physical thing, because I think sometimes we're in life, it's like, if we just were to get that little reminder 
to take a deep breath, really taste your food, mm-hmm. really look into your child's eyes, really enjoy your legs burning when you're running. Like those are all the things that make the days long. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think sometimes that we do need like a little wake up call sometimes every morning of like, mm-hmm. okay, I've got to remember that today I want today to be that kind of day when you finish, you're like, Oh, that was a good yeah, one. Today mattered. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. Awesome. Cool. So Diane, we're going to finish up with Diane in the hot seat. Ooh. Uh-huh. So I'm going to... I you can understand. Yeah. She did this hot seat to me yesterday, um, which I killed. I wish you could have heard it, but... Um, yeah, you she, really did. She is um, going to give a three-word answer to my prompts. So I'm just going to say... Give me three words that would describe the thing that I'll describe, or I'm going to give her for the prompt. So, um, so the number one is do the damn thing. Advice for living life. Go all in. Yeah. Okay. Number two, energy in, energy out. Advice for weekly templates. Hmm. Um, plan your expenditures. Mm. Oh, listen to that vocabulary word. (laughs) Okay, energy in, energy out. Advice for energy out. Mm -hmm. Oh, (laughs) save some... (laughs) Save some energy. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of like got to fill up before you can give out. Um, Saddlebags. Advice for letting go. Give it away. Saddlebags. Advice for adding something back in. Make it meaningful. Amazing. All right. Just to... Just to chime on those, um, when Vale was talking, when she said, do the damn thing, that's module one. When she said energy in, energy out, that's module two. And saddlebags is module three of momentum. Yeah. That's where we're at. We're about to head into the fourth, but we're rounding into three and it's been great. So thanks for joining us today and listening, letting us get into your ears. If you have any ideas for topics you'd like to hear on the podcast, let us know at diane at cadenceandkale.com. And always, always, thank you so much to Kyle and Kelly for the podcast riff. Yeah. We love you. We miss you. Have an amazing, yes. Have an amazing day, everybody. Bye.